The Week 7 slate is about to kick off. We've got some really interesting games for you. Some good teams playing good teams. Some bad teams playing bad teams. Some we don't know if they're good teams playing other we don't know if they're good teams and we got a major bye week our first major bye week Steelers Packers and Seahawks all on buys we're gonna get you through those bye weeks get you into week seven the midway point of the season let's run up the score You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hola. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, welcome to my humble abode. We are recording our first episode from my apartment. Just had a nice little family meal before we started. The traveling and studio I you guys makes around. another stop. We're mobile. We're oh, agile. Yeah. We're hostile. This is uh, now and most our, important, we're mobile. This is now at least our fifth location that we've recorded in i love when you bring stuff up that we there's absolutely like, there's no, just no way me and tom wouldn't yeah, know that yeah, yeah. 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 well just, just popped up in my head so <laughs> how could i have prepared you for it um how could you prepare for week seven well you're off to a good start you're listening to run up the score step one complete yeah it's a it's a good slate this week uh, i was just checking it over before when we were making our plum picks and shut down some games that i'm really interested in and i would not be interested in if i did not play fantasy football so it's a fantasy footballer's dream of a week this week. Uh, very excited to get into it. Uh, so let's get into it, gentlemen, shall we? We shall. All right. Okay, Shut down. I'm, I'm good. Shut it down. We shall be shutting down uh, some quarterbacks. Scotty, we'll start it off with you. Yeah, start off with the toughest one, right? Just rip the Band-Aid right off. I'm shutting down Drew Brees. <laughs> and I know that this could blow up in my face for sure. But as I was saying before the episode, I'm not just going to go out there and shut down some no-name quarterback just to check a name off the box. Like I'm doing. I want to give you guys some stats so you can actually think about your lineups making form decisions. Exactly. We give Don the layups. I, I have to take the harder ones. I appreciate it. The Ravens have played two home games this year. They were against the Bills and Denver. They let up a total fantasy points in those two games of 8.3 in two games. That doesn't count the Tennessee game where they just went... Buck wild, absolutely buck wild. 11 sacks, road game, shutout. Now you're saying, okay, those were against teams that weren't that great. And yes, that's true. But the Ravens' defense is legit. And now, you know, one of the things that I've been noticing, and it's actually something that I've learned from last year. Last year, I was so excited for teams coming off of their bye. I was really excited to start players coming off of their bye. Look at how many teams are coming out flat. Yeah. The Panthers played horrible off Chicago. their bye. The Redskins played horrible off their bye. Chicago played pretty bad off their bye. So it's not a guarantee that this team comes out and just lights the world on fire. They could come out a little bit rusty. And if you come out a little bit rusty against the Ravens, that defense will control the game. They're going to beat you. Absolutely. That's um, my case. I do. I, I think this could end up being a situation where they've played well, but they haven't played Drew Brees. Yes. It could easily be you know, one of those. But, you haven't played Drew Brees yet examples. But because of that, though, like season long, I'm not worried about Brees at all. Daly's, I'm probably staying away from Breeze this week. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd be scared of, of you know even him and the other parts of that offense just because his defense has been so good. Yeah, too. so it, it's just not that that massive cap that Saints players typically have is not going to be there, uh, which I do agree with, uh, even though I don't think that shutting down Drew Breeze is ever wise, yeah, as I did it last year. I'm silent on that one because I'm a Drew Breeze truther for the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, so I, I love Drew Breeze just no, as much as the next guy, but it's a t- it's his, it's going to be his toughest matchup of the entire season, yeah. I think, this week. So I'll roll into mine because Drew Breeze did a number on the Browns, right? Yes. But it takes a Drew Breeze these days to do it to the Browns. Mm-hmm. And it also took a Derek Carr, which... 
That's an outlier. That was an overtime game, too. That game was just nuts. That was like the Raiders had to win one game this year, and that's going to be it. Yeah. And in those other games, the Browns have been stalwarts. Awesome. They've been really good. You saw them. If you started Phillip Rivers last week, you were probably pretty disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, And with good reason, because the Browns are actually very much stoic. They're letting up zero touchdowns to the Ravens, zero touchdowns to the Jets. And these are like streaming contention quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Joe Flacco, spoiler alert. Sam Darnold, my plump pick last week. Right. And this week you're getting Jameis Winston, who has not really proved himself to be an every week starter in most formats. No. This is a streaming contention guy as well. And I think versus the Browns, there's a really good chance that he could struggle out there. And I would not be jumping for joy to start him. If you have him, you've probably got someone else considering he only made his first start last week. Right, right. So don't chase last week's numbers and keep playing the game. Yeah, right. I absolutely. agree with you. It's a tough matchup. Like you said, you know, they're, they're like uh, top five in the league and QBR allowed that defense, you know, lowest QBR allowed. So, you know, when you got Jameis out there, who's, who can throw some picks, you know, he can, he can really mess it up out there. This is a kind of game where he could implode yeah. and, and really nuke you. So yeah, I absolutely. Agree and it looked, he was like in that nuke territory in that Falcons game, people They didn't forget. score a touchdown for a really, a very really long, long time. time in the middle of that game. Averaging 76.8 QBR, which is the reason that I shut down Derek Carr last week. Right now, the NFL average for the QBR rating is like in the 90s as far as it didn't drop off yeah. a lot last week. Right. So, um, and the, I really mean, Brock good, Osler went for 303 <laughs> touchdowns, so I don't think it dropped too there's far. There's really no. good quarterbacks to choose from. So just choose the ones with the correct matchups at this point because the quarterbacks are available. Um, just you know, steer away from these kinds of matchups. And it's funny that it's the Browns, but it just is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going with Case Keenum, the obvious guy. Short week, they play on Thursday. They're playing against a desperate, desperate team in Arizona. They need to kind of put something together. We saw the 49ers have a really strong showing against the Packers last week. Like, I think the 49ers and like Cardinals are going to be kind of competing to make sure that they're not last in that division. Okay. Uh, just for Just for like terms of pride and whatever, but... The Cardinals, they need to win a game here. And the the Broncos are trending in such a way that they could get clipped on a short week, beat up, just got beat up by the Rams, taking their opponent too lightly, and then they get beat. And people are really starting to call for Swag Kelly to get in this game. Yeah, it's starting the to get, Broncos. It's get, it gets and scary for our boy Case Keenum. I'm actually going to come in and combine. We're going to have a nice tutty buddy shutdown because you can go ahead and shut down DT yep. as well. Uh, you probably Pete. look at his last two weeks, two touchdowns, gone over double digits both weeks. Not so fast. No. Both were fluke touchdowns when the game was over. Um, I also don't think that there's any way that he doesn't see a majority of Patrick Peterson because he really hasn't been playing in the slot this year as evidence of the only two touchdowns they've allowed to wide receivers are Adam Thielen and Trent Taylor from the 49ers. So you tell me who's a tip, who's more of a typical, who's more of their build, Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas, the ox. <laughs> what sucks is that, or it doesn't suck, it rules because also year-long uh, Emmanuel Sanders truther over here. Yeah. Is he's going to have a great matchup because he's going to avoid Patrick Peterson. Every matchup is a great matchup for Manny Sanders this year. The dude has been matchup proof. slot receivers who score. I still it need an acronym matter. for that, but yeah. uh, right. I'm going to die by it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, the slot machines. <laughs> yeah, I guess we so. talked about. This. Yeah, yeah, that was go that was a good one. But um, it's funny because Patrick Peterson is a corner who shadows, and I still don't expect him to shadow Emmanuel Sanders. No, although he deserves it. Yeah, he definitely deserves that treatment. But Peterson really doesn't like move into the slot yeah, as much ever. as Emmanuel Sanders 
will be, will there. be yeah, in he the slot. It's he, just too much. I totally agree with you. Too much field to cover for one human. Right, right. I'd almost yeah. want him to be shadowed because I want that respect on it. Right, right. Just like <laughs> I thought Thielen was going to get his coverage last week. Yeah. Um, because he deserves the respect, you know, more than anybody in the league at well, this point. There you He's go. Best player if, in the league. If someone was nervous about us being wrong about who Patrick Peterson's going to cover, there's the evidence right there. It's yeah, a perfect it example. And he shut Diggs down. He did. Which is like, you know, that's that's a that's tall a difficult order. That's task a tall in order. itself, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, – let's stick with wide receivers. I'll go next. Uh, my shutdown wide receiver is going to be Marquise Goodwin. That was Great. A, that was a bit of a Tom Hillier stall. Right? It was. Yeah, yeah. Tom, that's like a Tom scroll <laughs> now, as he's <laughs> announcing. <laughs> Marquise Goodwin, a great, great game against the Rams – or sorry, against the Packers. He's got the Rams this week. I'm not really sure that the Rams – are going to let Marquise Goodwin do to them what he did to the Packers. They're a much better defense, basically a, a tier or two up from what the Packers defense has been. Um, you know, he can get schemed open by Kyle Shanahan's offense, sure, but he's not going to have that I'm going to break the top off the defense twice in one game type of effect on this game that he did against the Packers. I mean, and it was awesome to watch because Marquise Goodwin was truly the reason that the Niners almost won that game. Yeah, he was awesome. And, you know, we love seeing him go off. Yeah. And you I, know, was that, I think it was, that. what, just a week ago we were like, two weeks ago, man, I said, Marquise Goodwin might not score another touchdown the rest of the year. Yeah, that <laughs> now, was so it was great to see. Now he goes and rips off two, and, you know, he did it on limited targets, so I wouldn't get crazily excited Four about it. Four catches he had. This guy can do this against anybody. Um, I would Career high, though, for him, uh, two touchdowns. Yeah. He's not a big touchdown grabber. Right. So this is lightning in a bottle. This is lightning striking twice in the same place. And you know, that's a good analogy for him being yeah. as fast as he is. No kidding. Um, I like his prospects, obviously going forward. If they're going to use him that way, that's right. his biggest advantage. Right. But it's dicey because I don't think every team's as susceptible as the Packers. Right. No. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Tom, we'll go to you now. I'm going to shut down Keelan Cole. It's a shame. You yeah, know, I really I wanted to see more from this guy. A wanted, lot has happened since that catch, man. I know. <laughs> I wanted to buy in, but I mean, ever since that big breakout performance, it hasn't been there. He yeah. got ten targets versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and he only converted that into four yards or four yards, four receptions and seventy yards. Which versus the Chiefs, right? That's like that's a disappointment. That's the one that we've been like pinpointing for everybody. Yeah. And if he can't do it, then then it's going to get worse. And it has actually gotten worse. The following week, he only got five targets, yeah. right? So the targets are dwindling. He only got a 10 target share in a game where you're facing the chiefs. And, yes. and even in that matchup, sorry, not even in that matchup, he can't turn in a good enough fantasy performance for you. I don't think everyone's trotting him out there every week. Right. I hope not, but I think you could even cut bait right now. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but uh data Westbrook is the, the one who's clearly the, uh, the the touchdown getter, the lead for this Dante week, Moncrief know? is doing more with uh, fantasy opportunity. His opportunities are limited, and he's not taking advantage of them when he gets them. The targets are so diluted, and you know, in that case, we're going with the slots who score, right? So, yeah. give me, so give me Westbrook over uh, Kalen Cole, and I would definitely shut him down this week too. I would, I, I wouldn't mind cutting him. I think I have we have him together in a league. Yeah. So, you guys want to cut him? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Houston's way back end of. Uh, you know, it's a red matchup. You don't yeah, necessarily yeah. want to. Yeah, yeah. that'll they, be an ugly game. It's it's helpful that they played the Bills last week, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keelan Cole seems to be the receiver on the Jags who's most tied to good Blake Bortles. Yeah, which is what's been worrying me about. But it's him. also like, as much as we love to predict it, when is good Blake Blake Bortles? Like, it's not even exactly. that simple, right? No. And a year like this, it's like 
I'm not even streaming Blake Bortles anymore because there's so many other streamers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even making really the, the radar. And, you know, last week in a game script where he really should have went off, uh, you know, yeah. you're, you're down huge early in the second half. That, that's a Bortles game. And you game. still only get five targets. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go back to running backs. We skipped over them. Scott, we'll start with you. Another Band-Aid here. Yeah. I just got to rip this one off, too. Jordan <laughs> Howard is bad, folks. He is bad. In the last two weeks, he hasn't scored over 4.9 points in half PPR. He is averaging 3.5 yards per carry on the season. Yuck. Gross. And, you know, the the running backs uh, against the Pats, you know, you'd look at maybe the Lions game, you'd think about that game because it sticks out because it was a primetime game of them just getting gashed. But they haven't allowed over 87 rushing yards in a game since then, and they have not allowed a, a rushing touchdown since, like, week two or week three. So this defense is stiffening. And the scariest part is, is Coach Nagy has no fear putting Tariq Cohen in for the entire game, using him in the backfield and not using Jordan Howard at all. This is a game script that does not lead toward Jordan Howard at all. And it's just another ugly one, I think, for, for your boy, Tom. You're so right. I couldn't agree more. It kills me, though. It just it's hurts. brutal. Yeah. It's brutal because he was, you know, all preseason, I was really excited for Jordan Howard and sure. what his offense would be. Because I thought it would really include him and incorporate him in the early downs. And he just really hasn't gotten it going. He no. hasn't hit any big runs. You know, like I said, he's averaging 3.5 yards per carry. That is brutal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tom, your guy basically got phased out of the game script. Uh, it's Alfred Morris. Did he? he oh, had a I, game. Forgot. I thought we were doing plum picks for a second. I was no, ready we're, to... we're shutting down. <laughs> oh, no, we're oh, still no. on shutdowns. Yeah, so Alfred Morris. Every three weeks, Tom forgets what where we're at. <laughs> yeah, can you scroll down to your to your shutdown now, please, Tom? Yeah. No, so Alfred <laughs> Morris. next. Of course, a brutal, brutal week, and I, my heart goes out to anyone who started him on Monday night. Oh my god, he only gets in for one play of the entire game. Mosters. Zero rushes, and they go with the Mosters. Or the Mosters' best guy Moster. they have. The Mosters with the the hostess with the Mosters. And Great him and Brita just take the show over. Yeah. So I would say that you can cut Alfred Morris at yeah. this point. Something's got to be up. Something's got to give. And in any... It, we've been saying this for a while. In any uh, PPR-style league... He's brutal. He's not going to return any value for no. you he's not even right now the handcuff to alfred morris or to uh matt Breida. matt Breida. and like we you see that when he was about to not play everyone's pivoting to oh should we have juice check and right. we were saying that too so yep. like what value does he have if he has no independent value from Brita? no zero None. right yeah so he's done. you can't follow up with a performance like that it, it wouldn't matter if he was playing the I almost said it wouldn't matter if he's playing the 49ers next week. <laughs> Maybe he will be. He'll get cut and signed somewhere else. But it wouldn't matter if he was playing, you know, Denver, who's been brutal against the run. Arizona, worst in the league. Right. You know You're not I mean? starting him, I, so just cut him. I wouldn't even start him then. So yeah, I agree with you. It's, and he's not even Agreed. a handcuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, I think it's just like the 49ers are at a point where it's like, are we really going to hand the ball to Alfred Morris? Why not just pull somebody up off the practice yeah. squad and, and see what they have? The hosterts with the mosterts. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. <laughs> Um, I'm going with uh, whoever the Eagles are rolling out against Carolina. Carolina still very good against the run. Sure um, they didn't. They don't have to play a resurgent Adrian Peterson, which I think makes them extremely happy. Yeah. Uh, and Carolina is going to need a pride game on that defense because there's no way that Alex Smith should have been able to do what he was doing against Carolina. Yeah, it was they just didn't, ugly. They did not show up. They didn't show up at all. And yeah, I think that that's, that's going to be taken out on the Eagles ground game. I don't know if they have enough in that defense to slow down the Eagles pass game, which could lead to a more 
Corey Clement based effort. Yes. But it could also mean another big game for Alshon Jeffrey. Could mean another big one for um, Zach Ertz and for Nelson Aguilar because they can move Ertz around and kind of keep him away from Luke Keekley if they need to. Um, I'm just I'm really worried about the Eagles off the Eagles running game. So you lean this week. Clement if you had to. I would lean Clement if I had to. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been leaning well. Clement if I had to. I actually do as all well. year. Yeah. yeah. Smallwood saw 16 touches I think and only got yeah. like 50 yards. So you know, like you said, there's nothing to be encouraged from that performance against the Giants, who are a great matchup for the running backs. Now you're looking at one that's not as good yeah. with uh, with the Panthers. So I would I would and probably bench them both. They were going to use Corey Clement on a pitch count on Thursday night, and they saw how good he looked, and they were like, all right, we're not keeping him on a pitch count. He's going to play as much as he wants. Yeah, he looked a lot healthier so, than uh, yeah. it might have. They did confirm that, that there was no pitch count. Yeah, and they came out and said it. So like, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's what you love to see. Um, I'll go right into tight ends. I'm going with OJ Howard. I've until he goes back to back weeks again with Jameis. Like he went back to back weeks with Fitz, yeah, with Fitzpatrick. <laughs> right. Um, but now he's. I'm going to need to see it back to back and maybe back to back to back weeks with Jameis Winston before I can trust him as a starter. He's not a guy I'm looking to eye to get cute in a streaming situation. I think we've got better options that we can. It's a good use. week. And this is just this is not my week for OJ. Howard. Yeah, it's a good week for other streamers. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean right. to yeah. say. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean. It's like kind of a bit of a fluky situation. And I don't mean to say it's fluky, but like Jameis always throws to Bray, right? Yeah. So he comes back and throws one to both, and it kind of gives you this false confidence maybe in Jordan Howard or OJ Howard. OJ Howard. Yeah. What's his There's middle no name? There's no confidence What's his in Jordan name? Howard. No maybe confidence Jordan. in anyone named <laughs> yeah, Howard. J.O. Howard and <laughs> OJ Howard. I'm looking it up. <laughs> All right, then I'll go with my Orenthal uh, James Howard. Easy. <laughs> I'm just getting out of the doghouse with the Adrian Peterson thing. <laughs> All right, I'm shutting down George Kittle, guys. And I like the kid. I just don't think it's this is his week. Um, one of the things that I, you know, we love to bring up is sometimes teams have kind of fluky circumstances happen to them and it skews, you know, the color of, of yeah. their matchup and it screw it skews all their numbers. Week one. The Rams get absolutely eviscerated by Jared Cook in the most shocking stat line I still think of the entire season. He had 180 receiving yards that week. It was wild. 180 for Jared Cook, who probably didn't have 180 in the next five weeks after that. But anyway, after that, they haven't allowed more than 12 PPR points in a week to the tight end position. And, you know, they've played some teams that target it. Like Arizona throws the ball to Ricky Seals-Jones a ton. Uh, Rudolph throws, you know, Rudolph gets his touches for the Vikings. And Vanette and Disley were getting their work for the for the Seahawks when they played them. And, you know, they didn't really do a whole lot. So I think this is a week that you can be down on Kittle. I get why you'd need to start him, you know, if you, if you had to, because tight end is just so bad. But like you said, there's better matchups out there. Yeah. Give me um, give me Don's plump pick. We don't have to go into it, but give me Don's plump pick this week. I like you Don's You want mine, pick. too. Right. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, I want yours in, in that league. I want yours next week. <laughs> um, Otarius Jabari Howard. That's, OJ Howard. That's what I thought. Otarius Jabari. Wow. O apostrophe Terius. T E R R I U S. So he's got some Irish roots. Nice. <laughs> Tom, you're shut down tight end. Uh, this guy could possibly be Irish. His name's Kyle Rudolph. Okay. And it's for a lot of the same. He's a redhead, too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's more of a day walker. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a lot of the same reasons that Scott just broadcasted. The reason that his matchup is even in the middle, it, right. they're ranked 16th against the, uh, the tight end, that's the New York Jets, is because of Eric Ebron. Before Eric Ebron, they were 32nd right. against the tight end. And Eric Ebron is the only tight end 
to face them to go for over 36 yards. Wow. Kyle Rudolph, not a yardage total guy. Maybe he bails you out with a touchdown here, and that's the only, only, only hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's your only hope with Rudolph, unfortunately. And, you know, we were talking pre-episode, and I have Rudolph in a couple leagues. I'm starting to get scared of him because, you know. As you should be. Adam Thielen is just getting way too many (laughs) targets right now, and he's cashing in on all of them. It doesn't make sense to throw the ball to anybody other than Thielen or Diggs. So, Rudolph is getting targets, but they're not targets that you really want. You know, they're not really like he's not really getting red zone targets anymore because no. they're throwing the ball to Thielen. They're throwing the ball to Diggs. So I think it's kind of a scary time for him. He's still a TE1. So if you can maybe upgrade your tight end by Kyle Rudolph and somebody in a trade, I think that would actually be a good I idea. I think that's, yeah, I think that's exactly and what And he's got that uh, that name value as well. Right, exactly. And especially, you know, you look around leagues and go just, get a Uzama. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, spoilers. We're working on spoilers. Uzama so fat. <laughs> we will move now. Uzama matchup so good. <laughs> we will move now to plum pick tight ends. I can feel it down in my plums. And let's get into it. Kyle Uzoma is my plum pick tight end. Um, just a good week. I mean, he, uh, the Bengals have, who do they have? The Chiefs this week. The Chiefs. <laughs> Fantasy points aplenty. They held Gronk in check until the Patriots decided that they couldn't hold Gronk in check. They're not going to be paying as much attention to Uzoma as they did Gronk. I think he's going to have a wide open middle of the field to run through, as most teams do against the Chiefs. And Uzama's so big, he has to just <laughs> bend down to get in the door. So, like, this is a tough matchup for the Chiefs to try and cover him. He is a big-bodied athletic receiver. He saw seven targets last week, caught six of them. So it's a very encouraging sign. And, this again, this is another awesome matchup for him. Right. Yeah, and worth noting that he gets Tampa Bay right after. So it's a guy to keep on Pick your roster. Pick him up, hold him, and then you'll get yeah. him for two weeks. Uzama is so fat that when he got on the scale, it said, I need your weight, not your phone number. <laughs> That's your Uzama joke of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Tom? Okay. Mine is uh, David Njoku. Yes. What a matchup. Yes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're going to hear this from us all the time, all year, so get used to it. Next week is Uzama. The week after that is uh, Greg Olson. I know it offhand because I'm going to play that tight end every single week. (laughs) Austin Hooper just put down a 20 spot. The guy got peppered. The guy scored. He did it all, and the defense just let him do it. So as long as they keep doing this, we're going to waltz out the tight end that plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Every the single new Browns, week. baby. Yeah, the new Browns. This is the target team, and, and he's on the Browns even better. But uh, I love Injoku season long. I think he's the number one receiver in this offense. Like I think I'd rather have him than Jarvis Landry moving forward. As crazy as that may sound, for his red zone prowess and just his overall ability, Baker seems to love him. And like you said, this is the matchup. This and he scores week. last week in a matchup that is, by all accounts, not a very good one. No, still right. got the peppering. Gets you 18 full-point PPR points. Baker has three starts. And Joku has 30 targets. Wow. In those starts? Getting, yeah. In oh those three God. starts, and Joku has 30 targets. This is unbelievable. You know, you're not getting, you're not getting this anywhere. This week. And Beautiful. he's going to be flexing on the Bucks. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's plum pick tight end have we not gone with? Scott. Ricky Seals Jones for me. Um, he's brutal. Yeah. and But he has seen six targets in four of six games. Um, the first... And Rosen has thrown him 12 targets in two games he started. The first one, he didn't catch any. Then he turned the tables and went five for 69 on those six targets this week. And now he faces Denver, who we know over the last two years is one of the teams we rely on to let up points to the tight end. I think he continues to see the targets. 
That's all we can ask for at the tight end position right now. Opportunity, targets, and ability. Weirdly enough, Ricky Seals-Jones has all three. Wrong. <laughs> no, I think this is a good matchup, actually. And the way... Wrong. <laughs> so David Johnson's going to rumble so much in this. And this we can almost just waltz into the preview for this episode. Yeah. We shouldn't, but we're about to. Uh, David Johnson's going to rumble so hard versus them. They've like had 200 rushing yards. To each running back over the last or to the position over the last two weeks. Right. That's so, correct. <laughs> yeah. So play action, quick dump downs, just that middling stuff to keep a rookie quarterback confident. It's not a it's not a Christian Kirk week. No. No. So what's it gonna be? RSJ. RSJ. And a good secondary usually produces some in the middle of the field targets to the tight end. And I think uh yeah, might, or Larry. might even see a little boost in targets. I think you're onto something. All right. We'll move on now. Let's uh, let's start it back up at the top. Plum pick quarterbacks. I'll go. Philip Rivers is playing at an MVP level, and at this point, he's going over to Foggy London Town. Oh, this is London. Yeah. Oh, nine thirty. First nine thirty a.m. Oh, game. Boys. And we have a. We're staying over at a wedding. We got to leave the <laughs> wedding at like eight in the morning so we can catch this game. Oh, Phil's playing. I'm not missing this game. No. All right. What? Well, sorry. That's my weekend plans. But anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm not. I'm not benching Phil for anything at this point. I'm not even anticipating that that Phil blow up game. I think that not even eight hours of jet lag. No, no. <laughs> Listen, Philip Rivers just had another kid. Okay, he's jet lagged oh, every oh, night. Hold on, hold on. Yep, just had another one. The man hasn't gotten a decent night's sleep since his first born, and he'll tell you that openly. I like that take that he's jet lag immune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just he just deals he's a with parent it all day. of many. Of at least seven. Yeah. Yeah. He's like halfway to a Duggar. Is, I'm going to keep it in the same draft is class. Is that all you got? <laughs> yep. I'm going to keep it in the same draft class. My loser of the week last week, Eli <laughs> Manning, is coming back I, Monday night yeah. with the matchup of all matchups. This is the Bucks of tight ends. You know, this is Atlanta against a quarterback. They're going Atlanta. on. Wait, let me find the stat, Donnie. Hold on. Five straight Weeks where they've allowed at least three passing touchdowns. And it's not getting any better. Five straight. And they're not against good offenses. This is against everybody and their mother. And he has, you know, we don't need to go through Eli's weapons. We know he has Saquon Barkley in a matchup where receiving backs go absolutely hog wild. We know he has Odell Beckham in a matchup where number one wide receivers has even had huge games. It's all over the field. Yeah. And he could be getting Evan Ingram back in this yep. game, which would be huge for their offense. I mean, I think this is like a great start. You know, yeah. you can pick him up and start him in your season longs yep. too. This is not just a daily play. This is 20. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the ultimate for me because I am the biggest Eli hater on this show. I'm the biggest Eli hater that I know. I'm the biggest Eli <laughs> hater and it grows. I'm the biggest Eli hater and it shows. And uh, yeah, I read children's books every day. So that, of course that's going to rhyme. Um, but... I was ready to do this as well. I will not stream him, Don. I am. <laughs> I will not stream him on a farm. I will not stream him with his left arm. I will not stream him in Atlanta. <laughs> I will not stream him in Savannah. But I trust Eli. This Only week. Georgia. No. I, uh, I I trust him this week because it's Atlanta, and this is just how twisted this game that we play is is that Eli can look like the worst thing and I'm tweeting out the only problem the Giants have had is the one that they refuse to solve 
and it's that Eli Manning is still their starting quarterback and their blind loyalty to him because he beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice on some of the flukiest plays you will ever see <laughs> is the only reason that he's still quarterbacking the Giants. Any other quarterback would have been given up on tenfold already. All the Giants fans just turned the podcast off. I don't care. There's one team <laughs> so in the league going. that's dumb enough. <laughs> Sorry. There's two teams in the league that are dumb enough to start Eli Manning. The Giants and the team that's about to trade for him, the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Ravens because they're playing Flacco still. <laughs> I mean, only- Flacco's, Flacco's next. <laughs> Tom, your plum pick quarterback. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to do a little bit of an anonymous thing here until the end. Oh, okay. But let's pretend that we don't know it's Flacco. Okay. Sure. Who's playing. Oh, I just blew up your spot. That's I'm fine. sorry. <laughs> who's playing against New Orleans. Who's letting up the third most fantasy points. And they look like the New Orleans of old. Yes. Not old last year Orleans. Seems. Last year seems like a complete fluke. Yeah, they look like the Aints again. They're playing old Orleans, not New Orleans. Right. And what if I told you that Joe Flacco in six games has gone above 15 points four times and above 20 points twice. And he's playing hate it. the Saints. Yeah. The and only the only two weeks he hasn't gone over fifteen out of the last two in a row, but they yeah, were tougher matchups. But that just also makes him available. And they right. blew the Titans so he's, out. He's very readily able to stream. And guess what, guys? He doesn't really have a number one wide receiver, and this is why I like this one especially. So Marshawn Lattimore, basically the only threat on the New Orleans defense, is going to guard Crabtree, right? Most he didn't likely. even use Crabtree in the games that he actually succeeded in. Yeah, the, the big games, yeah. Crabtree didn't score or anything. It was hardly used. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to see your John Browns. You're going to see your Willie Sneeds, which Scott pointed out that Willie Sneed has double-digit fantasy Willie Sneed has <laughs> one single-digit performance in full PPR this year. That's nuts. Yeah, Unbelievable. So he's you can an, start him every week. <laughs> he's an awesome daily play, and I think yeah. so is Joe Flacco. And if you'd like to stack... There's one for you, right? And it would be dirt cheap. Oh, my God. That'd exactly. Be great. So they've got guys all over the middle of the field. They have more tight ends than they know what to do with. They have more tight ends than Philip Rivers has kids. Yes. And they've only got... <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> no, Not no, anymore. No. They're tied now. And they've only got one receiver who's going to be locked down, and they barely, barely used him. So I think Flacco is basically full go. And uh, yeah, that's I all I got. I'm yeah, with it. I think it'll be it'll come down to my daily lineups of who's cheaper between Flacco and uh, oh no Eli plays Monday night so I can't go Eli so it's probably going to be Flacco for me. Probably I've already got Snead this in. week. Yeah, I like Snead. You know, he keeps getting he's getting steady targets. You know, it's basically been game script proof that they need him in the middle of the field to like move the chains. He's not a touchdown guy, but like we said in your full PPR leagues, these bye weeks are coming up. You can put Snead in and get you 10 to 15 points it seems he like might, every week. He might get to and the he sacred land. Get, and he could find his way into the sacred land. Yeah, absolutely. He rarely has reservations for six, <laughs> no. but every once in a while he writes his name. Yes, in. absolutely. Uh, we'll go to uh, we'll go to the next game, which is or sorry, the next one. Running backs, Tom, you're uh, you're plumbing a whole backfield. Two plums for one. Yeah, I <laughs> two maybe plums three plums for, plums for one. one. Yeah. yeah, the problem is, is this backfield is three plums for the price of one, and that is the Denver backfield. It was almost a third, a third, a third split last week, yeah. which Gross. is exactly what you do not want to see. Yeah. However. We saw the Arizona Cardinals play against the Vikings, who have had one of the worst rushing offenses all year. Latavius Murray went wild. Latavius Murray went buck wild. They scored their first rushing touchdown of the season season versus these guys. And going into the game, Arizona was already the worst team against the run. By a long shot. So now they are already, they're even worse. They're worse than the worst. Yep. <laughs> so even though this situation isn't quite ideal, you can you better be starting Philip Lindsay this week. And if you're in a bind, 
I'm okay with Royce Freeman this week. I know there's big leagues out there. I know people invested in this guy. I know they haven't dropped him. And I know there's buys. Yep. And I think you don't have to get too cute. I think nope. you can put Royce Freeman in the game. He still gets more rushes attempts-wise than Philip Lindsay. He's right. not doing more with them, sure. But he's used in the goal line. He's used on first down. And this team is bad, bad, bad against the Right. Court. And they don't. I don't think the Broncos want that three-way split. Just think they got down really early in that game and had to spell Lindsay with Booker. Well, and Booker has just been the third down guy. Okay. Although Lindsay, you're right, in game script is going to be on the field more than so it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm against Royce Freeman this yeah. week, where I think it's going to be the opposite this week. And he could maybe see, you know, this could be a week where he gets twenty carries. Yeah. Yeah, and he could definitely outdo Lindsay, but the reason I say you gotta start Lindsay is because that's where the confidence lies. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? He is so dynamic. And He's it, just such a great it, player. It would not shock me this week if Royce Freeman outdoes him either, which is why basically I'm hedging my own bet here. Right. Right, yeah. that's why we were like, that, if I like Lindsay so much, I might as well just add them yeah, both. Yeah, and, and obviously Latavius Murray uh, compares out to Royce Freeman more than he does Philip Lindsay. Right. So, but everyone beat up on him, so I think they'll have everyone beat up on them again. They'll find yeah. a way, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Scotty, we will go to you then. I'm going with Carlos Hyde. Um, this is a game script monster here. You know, the great the game script monster can work for you and against you. Um, and I just think that it's going to work for him in this game. You know, last yeah. week you saw it work very much against him where Baker came out a little slow against the Chargers and they just never got it going. He only sees 13 touches, which is by far his lowest touch mark. He's seen at least 20 in, I think, half the games this season. Not more. You know, I think Definitely easily, more, I think the tides easily turn and he goes right back to seeing those 20 touches this week against the Bucks, who actually yards per carry wise have been a pretty good defense, but they've allowed five rushing touchdowns so far and three receiving rush uh, touchdowns to the running backs. So they just let it up to everyone. Like we've said, there's no reason to be afraid of Carlos Hyde, even though he's turded the last two weeks. This is the perfect yeah. bounce back. This is the week where everyone else benches Carlos Hyde and they're so mad. Like, oh, he didn't do anything the last two weeks. And then I sit him on my bench and he goes for 20. Well, they're not paying attention no. because they're playing the Bucks. And when right. someone plays the Bucks and they're getting 20 touches, you start them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I There's no doubt. One. I need this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my guy, my plump pick got a. I need it too. <laughs> got fewer touches than that against the Bucks. And Ito Smith did just fine for himself. He's good. And Ito Smith. Is my plum pick running back. Devontae Freeman to the IR may return, but he get, did get groin surgery. Now there is not heartbreaking a lot of, for everyone yeah. who drafted him. Which what was nice about him is he actually fell in a lot of draft rooms where I that I was in. You know, I saw him slipping into the third round and stuff while we were drafting. So I mean, still a big blow, but you know, at least it wasn't a top two pick, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Edo Smith, he's kind of been like that guy who's just like, I'm just going to see how much I can get away with. Edo Smith is and now he, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. yeah. Which means he's better than Tevin Coleman. Yes. <laughs> which is to say, um, that I mean, does he, add up. He should be owned in every single league. Yeah, he's, I mean, unfortunately, no we didn't hear this news prior to recording uh, Tuesday's episode. Otherwise, well, we would have said Edo. Yeah, it didn't happen until Tuesday. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen until Tuesday because otherwise we would have been singing the praises of Ito Smith and saying like but you I, need to put a claim I actually for him, no did mention what. that we should you should add Ito yeah, Smith absolutely. so we got okay. our we got our backs covered good job Tom. a little yeah enough um 
All righty, uh, Scott, we're actually going to go back on something that we said uh, during Waiver Wire Heroes because it was another late-breaking news piece. Right, yeah, that- we thought Cooper Cup was going to be fine and he was going to play this week. Now Sean McVay is saying it's very unlikely that he plays this week. Moving forward, his season prospects should be fine. You know, they're just going to try and give him this week to rest, play it week by week, and I think he'll be good after this week. But for this week, Josh Reynolds steps into one of the most unique receiver roles. That's right, I said it. Cooper Cup has one of the most unique receiver roles in the entire NFL. And if Josh Reynolds steps into that matchup against the 49ers, I mean, he could have a monster game. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he could be unreal. He could be, you know, a top 10, 15 wide receiver this yeah. week. Unless Bob Woods takes all Cups targets, which could also happen. I don't think so. I don't I think know. so either. Because they use the they use this three-headed monster so well. They've split targets so well this year. I would say if if Cooks or Bob is going to eat into it at all, it would have to be Cooks just because of the many places you can line him up right. and how used to it he is. Right. And yeah. how many plays in their arsenal they probably already have that yeah, yeah like to that. me, like Cooper Cup and and Cooks, they're like the backups to each other's roles probably as well. Yeah. So maybe Cook slots into that role. But that just means Reynolds is still going to have opportunity. And like I said, this is a really beatable matchup. Richard Sherman's the best corner, and he is far from what he was. You saw Devontae Adams lining up on the opposite side of the field from him and just cooking whatever corner well, who was, was it, out Jamal there. Adams stiff-armed him into oh, the ground? Yeah, yeah. Jamal Williams. Plant yeah. Oh, Jamal Williams. The, yeah, Jamal Williams. Adams. Yeah. I wish Jamal Adams existed. Yeah, that'd be great. I got a stat on offense. Sherman, actually, that I wanted to bring up, but I'm actually going to tweet it out right now. Just give me one second. <laughs> sure, but you know, like I was saying, you know, this defense really is... Their, their secondary is bad, 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 bad. So if you can load out a Rams receiver, don't worry about the name. A Rams receiver that's going to start is going to see snap share, is going to see target share. Josh Reynolds has done it in the past when Sammy Watkins was hurt last year. He was a DFS darling for me and Tom, and I am going back. Jamal Adams well. does exist. It's a safety on the Jets. Yes, right. it is. He's I very saying, good, I wish, too. You know. Jamal I'm, Williams slash Devonte Adams. Came. That's what. Right, right, right. I yeah. got you. I got yeah. you. Have you um, collected yourself yet, Don? Yes, Richard <laughs> Sherman. Uh, the passer rating that he's giving up, I think it's like thirty nine point four passes against. He is the least targeted cornerback in the league right now, and quarterbacks, according to the way that passer rating is calculated, quarterbacks would have the same rating if they snapped the ball and threw it directly out of bounds every single play. Wow. So that's See, how. So Richard Sherman playing a little bit better than we thought. So yeah, he's definitely playing a but little better than we thought. Like but he's always been like avoided. Yeah, yes. he's always on one side. That's exactly. The point. And I think that's the main takeaway is that the rest of this defensive backfield is so very bad, and he still won't shadow. He will shadow on his half of the field. That's what I saw last night or the other night when I was watching Devontae Adams. He'll shadow on his half of the field. If Adams is in the slot, he'll move into the slot on the right side of the field. But if Adams is on the left side of the field or that number one receiver is on the left side of the field, he's not moving over there. So no. Josh Reynolds is, is not going to be near Richard no. Sherman, I don't think, which you know it kind of tees him up to be and the guy even, to get some targets. But even if he is, he, they can move him around if they want to get Josh Reynolds involved, which the Rams like to keep everyone involved. They're so it's not, a, it's not a death sentence. If you see him lined up on the first few plays with Richard Sherman, they're going to move like, everybody around. Wouldn't you around. be shocked if, if Woods got 15 targets or yeah. something like that for this team? It just doesn't really yeah. happen. Um, yeah. Richard Sherman going nearly 20 coverage snaps between being targeted. By far a league high. I mean, he's getting targeted then, what, yeah. two times a game? Yeah. Tredavious White is second at 12 snaps per target. He's had games, entire games, where he doesn't get targeted at all yeah. in his yeah. career. It's awesome. Plenty. 
Yeah. All right. Um, we'll move on now to. Uh, are we still in receivers? Yeah, I've got Golden Tate. Yes, it's okay. not. It's Sorry. not going to be a twenty-minute talk like that one. Yeah, that was a long. Um, one. He's just. <laughs> Thank you for be, coming to Scott's TED Talk. <laughs> he's going to be the reliable <laughs> slot guy against a Dolphins defense who has a banner cornerback in Xavier Howard. Yeah. Granted, he let up a touchdown to Allen Robinson, but that game was wonky as all get out. Oh yeah. And I expect to, for him to be on. Either Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones. It's that simple. Matthew Stafford, if he wants to succeed, is going to have to target Golden Tate. He had a buy and a bit of a dud, so people probably are feeling like, oh, what have you done for me lately, Golden Tate? Yep. Just scroll back. He yeah. did a lot for you in the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, like, like every other week besides <laughs> that one. And I expect him to continue to contribute oh, meaningfully. Yeah, big time. And when, I know the ra- when the Lions play well, Golden Tate has a ton of catches and scores. Yeah, and people are... Uh, Not I've that got, hard. I've got some tweets about like, oh, should I trade Golden Tate for this guy? I'm trying to get rid of Golden Tate here, blah, blah, blah. And right. I just don't think, you know... I don't know what you get back from Golden Tate that you feel good about. I am. One of my replies was my receiving core would have to be absolutely loaded. Yeah, yeah you'd have to be so good to let him go because he's... That guy that's like, you know, Golden Tate's not really having all that great of a year. And then you look at his season-long numbers, and he finishes right on the fringe of a WR1 or sometimes even a WR1. Last year, 1,000 yards. Yeah. Tons of targets, tons of catches. So um, Slots, who, score. And he does score. (laughs) Yep. I'm going with uh, Robbie Anderson. Back to the well. Back to the well. (laughs) No one, no one. No one, no one. The Jets are this is cursed, dude. Yeah. Without Anunua. But let's hear what well, you have to say. Yeah. I just think Robbie Anderson's their better deep threat. They lost to Nunwa. That I is think true. They are trusting Sam Darnold going over, going deep more. I think Robbie Anderson has the speed that he can get away from the Vikings secondary. Vikings secondary played well against Arizona. The Jets weirdly look a lot better than Arizona's offense does right now. So I'm thinking Jets are three and three. Let's stop saying yeah. the Jets weirdly and good, Donna. Right? We're we're on the precipice of good. We're so close. You're one game out. We're so close to one actually game out of the being division considered lead. good. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Pat Mahomes screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. Only threw for four touchdowns. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, but I like Rob. I just I like Robbie Anderson this week. That's all I really have to say about it. I Rutz like boy. Robbie every Rutz week. Boy. Rutz boy for life. Yeah. Um, we'll go to the slate now. Titans Chargers, as I just learned, is the nine thirty London game. Right. Uh, Going to be an early morning for me, but I don't. We care. don't care about Broncos nope. Cardinals. Uh, oh, sorry, Broncos <laughs> Cardinals. Sorry, I didn't have the dock fully loaded. That's we my really fault. covered the hell out of that game, we did. though. Um, you know, we love the running backs. All the is running this backs the Swag Kelly emergence? No, no. Okay, I think I think Keenum will get the job done. They're not ready to, to give up on the season, and until then, Keenum's going to stay in. All right. Yeah, I think enough. we covered that pretty. Uh, we did. We've thorough. covered that extensively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Titans, That's why you skipped it. Yeah. Titans Chargers. <laughs> Thanks for covering the my consummate hands, professional. Yeah. <laughs> Titans Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers walk this one. I really do. Probably. I don't know. It's in London, and they get they get weird. London can get weird there in Fall. Just ask the Raiders. But um, you know, I'm hoping for some longer plays. I always feel like there's some really long touchdowns in the London game, so I'm hoping for a couple of those. I think this could be more of a a knockdown drag out than you think. Um, The Titans have to bounce back a little bit. Yeah. And the Chargers' defense really hasn't been that good this year. They're starting to trend up a little bit, but uh, you know, obviously, we love the Chargers though. They're you know, yeah. It's Their safe money in fantasy to bet on the Chargers producing fantasy points. Yeah. yeah. So as far Whether as they fantasy win or lose, goes, which doesn't matter. Like this, this is this shouldn't scare you. No. It's right. not the best matchup in the world, and there's some contributing circumstances that could make it weird. But those might also be fantasy positive. So yeah, we right. don't necessarily know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go to Titans Jags. I can't or Texans Jags. I can't believe I I should have shut down Deshaun Watson. Because I was, I was about just about it. to say, in the leagues where I have him, I'm benching him this week. Really? I can't send him out there after what he did against 
uh, Buffalo yeah, against the Jags, who are now think, coming off of who are now coming into a Pride game playing at home. You got to think that they, yeah, exactly. A Pride game was a really good way to describe that. They really got embarrassed last week, and you have to think that they got to show something. This offensive line for the Texans is really, really bad too. So uh, I agree with you. I think I think Hopkins can still get it done even in a tough matchup yeah. because he is just I'm still godly, him. you know. Yeah. But I don't know if I would start anybody else on Houston. Yeah, and I don't know sure. if I'd start anybody. Would on you the start Jags Lamar? Um, did his thing. yeah? They there have been teams that have run on them. If I needed him, I think I would be okay with starting Lamar. I need him, so I'm starting. Yeah, I think I I think I'd be okay if, yeah. if I really needed him. And, yeah. and Yeldon too. I forgot about right. him. Right, he's a he's a must start. I yeah, think. Uh, Panthers Eagles. Fournette could be back this week. Correct? Could be. Yeah. He was running in practice. A That's something of days that ago. we'll have to monitor on Twitter. Yeah, of yeah. We, we can't give you a definitive answer. No. Right? Uh, neither my, can the Jags. I left my crystal ball at home, so <laughs> yeah. I don't. I got nothing yeah. for you on that one. And we usually record at your place, so yeah. it's like whatever. Uh, Panthers, Eagles, uh, Chris McCaffrey coming off of Eagles D coming off of Saquon torching him. Do it's I Saquon do I see a Christian McCaffrey blow up game here? I would love it, but um, you I know, mean he's an every week starter, so yeah. it's just yeah. like. It's just his volume is so strictly defined. It's just like, is one of those six or seven targets going to go for a 50-yard touchdown or not? Except for the one game where he went for a buck 84 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, and one reception. Yeah. And then the week, but the week before he caught 15 balls. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, at least we know his volume is there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So like that is what makes him an RB1, that among talent and opportunity and all this stuff. But we know that he's going to touch the ball 20 times. Right. So always i'm gonna start who's our deep who's our deep touchdown for the eagles is it Aguilar or or maybe jeffrey well this hasn't been hitting anymore but they are there are they are letting up a lot of passing touchdowns still maybe just not the long ones i think jeffrey's almost a shoo-in in that case well i he wouldn't be my deep guy not the deep guy but i think he's he's pretty much a lock i'd have to say by now it's uh it's Aguilar. Yeah. But yeah. I don't feel great about it. Yeah me neither it doesn't sound like you do (laughs) well i used to do this every week i know yeah 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 um, let's go to Vikings Jets. Um, an interesting game. I I could really see the Jets winning this one. Oh wow, that I would really be can. Awesome. I but... think either defense is pretty startable in a weird way. Agreed. These yeah. are like kind of unowned, but kind of good. Kirk kind of had not two turnovers defenses. last week. Yeah, and Kirk can blow up. You know, he's had bad games. Just ask the Bills. Jets had a pick six. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go benching Kirk though. I, yeah. I don't have any problem playing him in the leagues that you do have him. And uh, the same goes, obviously, for the receivers. They're just the best. Yeah. Um, Tom is down on Rudolph this week. I happen to agree with him. One of my leagues, I'm stuck with him. So Good luck. Know, I'm just waiting until Tom, Tom's and Joku <laughs> flex finishes out so I can trade for him. But, By the uh, way, I'm flexing in Joku in a league myself. I'm awesome. flexing him in two. I didn't. Want I got him and Ebron crazy. going in a league. Yeah, I got uh, I'm Kelsey. Jealous. I'm legitimately <laughs> jealous you guys are doing that. It's Kelsey so and fun. Joku and Gronk and Joku. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get like, those are the top three tight ends this week. <laughs> besides maybe Ertz. <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's go on now. Bills. Oh, sorry. Uh, Patriots Bears. Um, the Bears D. Not as scary as we thought, according to Brock Osweiler. But even if they were, we're not benching Tom Brady. We're not benching, no. you know, I'm not Edelman. playing Bears D. No. They put some WD-40 in the gears of that Patriots machine because we cool. are running smooth now, Don. <laughs> well, they got a new system. They got a Sony. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They, they ditched a, that Xbox yeah. and went to the PlayStation. Please. Yeah, I mean, so The Xbox. 
bags. <laughs> <laughs> they went from Rexbox to Sony, baby. Come on. That's good stuff, Don. I'm trying but, to make a James Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got there. But, I mean, yeah, obviously, you're even in a horrible matchup, and it is a horrible matchup for running backs, uh, the Bears actually got ran on a little bit last week, so... I mean, I am just going to be still smitten to start Sony Michelle in any league this week, and you're starting all your Patriots too, obviously. Yeah, Josh Gordon, especially. I like uh, led Josh the team Gordon, in yeah. targets, led the team in air yards, led the team in Instagram photos posted by Tom Brady. So this Hashtag is a guy stats. that's going to have to be used. Edelman and that's had a tough good comp because Edelman normally gets on Tom Brady's Instagram. I know a he's got to be too. very jealous. Yeah, Edelman had a good game. Edelman's going to write another book about it. <laughs> but the thing with Edelman is, is like you're not going to be able to rely on him getting touchdowns like no. he did the other night. It was the Chiefs. It's it the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. So that's why he scores. He's going to be more of a PPR play like he always has been. And Josh Gordon will probably be the one who gets floated end yes. zone passes like that going forward. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Bills, Colts. And Gronk. Pass? By Bills, the way, Colts? going back to the well, – we didn't really talk about the Bears. Oh, I love Tariq Cohen in this game. Yeah, me I mean, too. I love him for life. You as, were right. But I really do love him yeah. in this game specifically. Yeah. Trey uh, Burton, not afraid of. No. Nope. Taylor Gabriel? Um, sure. Ooh, I like Taylor Taylor Gabriel in this He's game. He's a Tyreek Hill clone, right? Yeah. Well, we know a, what Tyreek Hill oh, just did to the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. So is Tariq Cohen, remember? The one that he... The clones. The one that Hill Attack caught, the clones. and I try to go too crazy, but the one that Hill caught where he was in the middle of the field and he had to jump and catch it... He was all when alone. he landed, he was already gone, and there was like two guys behind yeah. him. It was Nuts. incredible how fast he went from landing to his feet to in the end zone. It was like a blink. It was the fastest uh, anyone ran this week. Oh, they that, did, on like, that the, touchdown? The next-gen stats. I'm barely surprised. Yeah. <laughs> the dude is just unbelievable. I have if no you told me he was running 50 miles an hour, I'd have been like, he is a cheater. <laughs> they, had, they had the top five. He was five and one. Of course he was. Oh, yeah. And, and he'll probably get two, three, and four at some point <laughs> yeah. by the end of the year. Yeah. Bingo. Um, Bill's Colts. Uh, no. T.Y. Hilton coming well, back? No. Nathan Peterman uh, may have to start again. Colts. Josh Allen is confirmed not playing. <sighs> Am I the, really going to do this, guys? The rumor is that if Nathan Peterman starts, that the coach will lose the locker room. It's like, God, it's that, that bad. Point. <laughs> yeah. Shady and the Wildcat instead they want? I, I hope that he doesn't start just so Shady stays a little relevant here because I love this matchup for Shady. Yeah. I would love for the Bills to go out there with some enthusiasm and, you know, put the work in on a team that can get the work easily. Yeah. They've gotten the work by every like every team that's faced him in the past few weeks. It's a great shady matchup. He has not scored yet this season. I'd love to see him score this week, and I'd love to see them put some points on the board so Andrew Luck can attempt 75 passes. Yeah, what the heck? Can I? Are we only going to get, like, 45 pass attempts <laughs> from Andrew Luck this week? I don't know if I can handle Is it. Is that enough? I think we need more. <laughs> can I take the Colts and Survivor if Peterman starts? Yeah, of course. Oh my God, Andy Don, ride with me and Tom. You're the you're like the last one on the Andy train. You're, I know, and you're T. the last stop. We're trying to get you. I'm on the train, and we might have <laughs> T. If he's gonna throw 50 passes a game. Like he's gonna be QB six. Why not? And yeah. we might have T. Y. This but, week. But do I pick them for the survivor and preserve? I have so many good teams that I can use later in the season. I mean, I always like to go with when I use my waiver claim on a defense. Oh, I don't man. really like to pick the main one. I like to pick the one below it so I can lock in that I get it. I'm picking up the Colts defense like all over. And I know how bad they've been. And I know how bad they could be. But if Nathan Peterman is under center, I'll take my chances with any defense. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Browns, Bucks. This is, uh, is going to be a sneaky good game. Start them all. Start them all. Yeah. Load them out. 
I think it's start them all. I, I am afraid of Jameis. I think there's better options. Right. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm sitting Mike Evans. No. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So, like, obviously you're playing Mike Evans. I think I'd even go with Godwin if I needed. He's really been good this year. He's been yeah. great. He really has been awesome. If I made a top five receivers who are due for a big game, Julio would be one through four. <laughs> but Mike Evans would probably be at five just ahead of Keenan Allen. What about Odell? Two, Odell, we're over Odell. But two slow games in a row for Evans with Jameis. So yeah. I understand the concern. He hasn't gone over 100 or it's coming. a touchdown it's in coming, last two though. weeks. So. You're, I hope you're right. I, I think that it probably is coming. Another guy I'm kind of interested in this game is Duke Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he had 100 total yards last week, caught four passes, I believe. So, and he, this is the matchup, you know, this is, is but a it's also spot. a little scary for your own, uh, reasoning with the plum pick of Carlos Hyde. Right. Yeah, for sure. If they do get out ahead and stay ahead, then Duke Johnson might go bye-bye. Yeah. 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 But yeah, for sure. in all likelihood, this game will be close enough that Duke Johnson right. should get involved. And since Baker Mayfield has started, he's been way more involved every single game. So I'm happy to see Duke Johnson out there. I really do want to, uh, but I'd. You know, hopefully you have something better, but there's yeah, always worse. Yeah, yeah there's always, always worse. You know, full always PPR, bi week filling, I think yeah. he could be. He yeah, could he's get like the job my new Theo Riddick since Theo Riddick <laughs> doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah. yeah, what the heck's with that? It's Duke Johnson now. Yeah, okay, sure. That's fine. <laughs> I could live with that. Uh, Lions, Dolphins, speaking of Theo Riddick, uh, I think start, start him. Start him. <laughs> yeah, right. I think this is going to be a huge game for all of the Lions receivers. I'm not even just throwing uh, Golden Tate in there. I think. I'm starting Galladay this week. I feel great about it. Yeah, uh, Marvin Jones. I think Golden Tate week. Though, yeah, I think that every this is, week. This is the the um, you know where Drew, where it was where the Ravens you know did the Ravens just not play Drew Brees yet? I think we're going to be saying that about the Lions wide receivers with every single matchup they play because I think they're going to buck the trend of every single cornerback uh, matchup yeah. because they are just so deep and so talented. Uh, you know, Baby Tron and Marvin Jones on the outside are Baby so Tron. dynamic and so good. And then Tate over the middle, obviously, is one of the yeah. best receivers in the league. The, all three of them are matchup proof, I think. I can't Marvin get you Jones, to call Kenny Sherrill. Galladay the sax man because he's Kenny G. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you know, Baby Tron is just what everyone oh, said. Yeah. So I just do it. To I mean, me. it's great. Don't get me wrong. I call um, him Kenny. Yeah. Because we're G. friends. It was yeah. just first name basis. Yeah. Kenny. I call him <laughs> Kenneth because I respect the hell out of him. Wow. <laughs> Sir Kenneth. <laughs> yes, Sir Kenneth. Uh, Saints-Ravens. They love playing the Ravens at four. What the hell? This is probably going to be the Nance-Romo game now that I'm thinking of it, but um, I'm not scared to start any Saints, but as Tom said, I'm not expecting that big like Saints blow-up numbers for everybody kind of game. It's going to be. A, I, think it's gonna be yeah. I think it's going to be more of a fight, you know, in this game because that's what the Ravens do. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a Kamara game than Ingram game as okay. well. Because they should all be. Well, it wasn't last week. No, it no wasn't. Kidding. But I think that will be the case this week because Ingram is more of that traditional runner who's going to be stopped by that traditional defense. Kamara is the kind of guy that you need to break down a defense like that. Yeah, yeah. And Alex Collins burned us last week pretty he bad. Um, what do you think? What I do don't think? regret that though. I mean, I, that was the smart thing to do. Yeah. I think. Uh, but it's good to know that we he, did that because we had no idea how that game was going to turn out. Like I didn't expect the Ravens to shut the Titans out. No, no. Neither did people who had the suck. Yeah, of course. The Tuck dominated that game. Tuck with three suck. points, but <laughs> yeah, not um, the kicker matchup we wanted. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that Buck Allen is not going to be that guy, or no. they don't want him to be that guy. Wow, Alex that game just... had the suck, Tuck, and Buck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All we needed was luck. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> It's a rhyming episode. Was, <laughs> I'm just trying not to drop the F word. Right now. 
Uh, speaking of F word, how about the R words playing the Cowboys this week? Um, <laughs> I think this is a monster Zeke week. Yeah, I'm just going to throw be. that out there right now. Um, the just like every Redskins week has defense been. has been pretty good, unless you ask the Saints. But uh, I think they could be susceptible. I kind of like Dak Prescott in this matchup, too. He got his mojo back last week, I think. He had 11 rushing attempts for 88 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that is just amazing. That is music to our ears. 88. He didn't even need the touchdown. And he would have had an awesome, you know, rushing and fantasy game. He gets a touchdown. He was an RB1. It just shows his true (laughs) capability, you know? Like, this is that was prime. Dak Prescott. That's peak Dak Prescott where he's throwing the ball effectively, running where he has to, and hopefully he can keep that momentum. And I think I, if I needed to, I would start him this week. Yeah, for sure. I, I would think about it too. Interesting in, in DFS because yeah. he'll be rock bottom cheap. Probably. Yeah, a Rodgers fill-in, a Ben fill-in. Right. There's a lot yeah. of good quarterbacks this week that won't be available to Washington you. is the ultimate team whose inactives you're going to have to Russell check. Russell Wilson on by as well. Yep. During halftime of the London game. Or sorry, of the 1 o'clock games because... Like every player is questionable, and it's been like 50 50 of whether or not they play. Thompson missed last week. Paul Richardson was almost sure to not play. He Jordan ended up Reed playing was born with a questionable tag. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's the healthiest one on the team right now. Jordan Reed's due date. That's well, when you know yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, that was bad. Well, um, we, at least we got Reed healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rams 49ers. For all of you betting maniacs out there, if there's an over under on Todd Gurley's rushing yards, and it's any number below 200, Whoa. take the over. I'd actually take the under. He is going to rip the Niners to shreds. The only thing that could stop him from gaining 200 yards is if they're just blowing him out and McVay pulls the starters. Which he rarely does. And they blow out a lot of teams. Yeah. So I think that he'll be okay. I, I agree with Tom. I think 200 is an insane number, <laughs> especially don't. in back-to-back he weeks. He just did it, yeah. J- right. If Jay Ajayi can do it, I mean, the there's best a lot running of guys back who, in the league can. You know, Jonas Gray went for 200 yards, and he hasn't played a snap since. <laughs> so, you know, anyone can really do it. But, you know, obviously why Gurley's great is because he's able to sustain. I think that, I you know, this is just another week for the Rams. You know, like we've been saying, we'll let you know when something happens. We did get a little news this week. So Josh Reynolds in for Cooper Cup. Other than that, business issue. Yeah, but we said if you're in a pinch, you can start Josh Reynolds fearlessly. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you got to be in a pinch, though. Yeah. I, I don't see I don't see there's pinch a like, way, a reality in which I don't have him in, a, in my yeah, DraftKings. Pinch line. like Grand yeah. Annie uh, Esther getting a hold of those cheeks when you haven't seen her in a while. <laughs> Get a hold of your cheeks, Don. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, I think. Bengals Chiefs. Start them all. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is has fast. 27 career touchdowns. 20 of them have been on the road. Hmm. That's Weird or something? Weird. How? What's his closest touchdown? That's what I want to know. One. Oh, he had that one-yard little push pass. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't seem like he's ever had a 20-yard no. touchdown. No. He, or a 10. Yeah. <laughs> and he had one like traditional red zone target, and he came down with it, and they called him out of bounds last year. Right. That was like the only normal red zone target he ever had. And yeah. Well, no, because he actually did catch a red zone touchdown this week on an overthrow oh, yeah, to Kareem Hunt yeah, yeah. that he looped around <laughs> yeah. and like slid and caught it. That dude is so fast. Yeah. It is insane. It's insane. Uh, one of the guys that I have been absolutely gushing over this year, and he has the matchup again, Tyler Boy. Boyd oh. is going to be back at it again. Boyd to men. Getting better and better. Give me some nucks on that one. Tom. And Don's Don's pump pick Uzama is another Boyd great in the one. hood. Ooh, that's you another. You know, I'm coming back one. for more. Uh, I think this is a great. The Hardly Boys, two young whippersnappers with a knack for solving <laughs> mysteries. 
Sure. <laughs> the Hardly Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a great game for Joe Mixon. Could not be a better matchup. The same, the Patriots just got rumbled all over by Sony and James White. Right. And one of the things you Mixon have to do, do against the, the Chiefs that, they do. that I think teams are learning is you have to slow the game down. You have to run the ball and yeah. try to manage the clock against this team. You're not going to play at their pace. The Pats tried to do it, and they still scored 40. So, you know, if you're not able to do that in some capacity, you're really going to struggle against yeah. the Chiefs. So Train's coming off the track. The and Chiefs screwed up by tackling Gronk. Yeah. They should have let, let him score. score and right. then they get the ball back and, you know, you're right. fate is in their hands. Because Gronk would have been huge. Yeah, that would have been a huge play for me. Gronk I, definitely yeah, not like a, like a presence of mind. Slide down at the one there. No. He's, he's spiking, spiking and he's it. dancing. He's doing the yeah. whole nine. And I needed him to score. Of course. We all need Gronk to score. It's just so fun to watch the guy celebrate. Uh, Giants-Falcons should be a lot of celebrating touchdowns in this game. Hopefully. Because it's just one of those games where neither team has any shot of stopping the other. Will Julio celebrate? No. He'll celebrate his teammates. Of course, he's a good teammate. He's, he's always been teammate. a good teammate. He'll have ten catches for 190 yards. <laughs> He'll he won't score. He'll get tackled within the five at least three times, and then they'll give the ball to Edo Smith. Tevin He'll Coleman. score. Tevin Coleman will have two rushing Evan touchdowns. Evan Ingram supposed to be active for this game. It's a Monday night game, so that's obviously going to help his recovery time. I'm not playing him. Also man. makes it a little scary if you're starting him. That but... does. If there's no news by Sunday, I probably wouldn't yeah. start him. Because you I... can't pick up Hooper at this point. He should be owned. Well, actually, you might be able to pick up Hooper. He, Hooper would be a, a great insurance policy guy. That's yeah. a pretty good idea, though. If you've got, if you can roster them both then i would feel confident doing yeah that i would maneuver. feel really confident in that move but yeah. uh sterling shepherd is interesting to me in this one he's mm-hmm. kind of that second wide receiver that should get the nod and a good matchup yeah for I sure i really like that and uh that's really it yeah that's the, it the the giants saquon should play well uh, again of course but he's matchup proof at this point anyway so what's it matter that we bring it up he's something else huh yeah where do you think he'll go next uh, year next year doesn't make it out of top, the top five three which is where top he was three? last year top three Who's the quarterback of the Giants next year? Geno Smith knows the playbook. Fair enough. (laughs) He does. (laughs) No, he's backing up Phil right now. You know who it's going to be? It's going to be Case Keenum. Shermer's going to bring him back. Ooh, that would be cool. That would be cool. We'll see. But yeah, I don't, you know, with how well Saquon has played, I would take him over everybody besides Todd Todd Gurley at this point. Yeah. What about Le'Veon? Where's he playing? Detroit? That's the question. The Jets? Sounded like France, the way I said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> baguette. He's going to play in uh, Canada for one of the French-Canadian teams. Yeah, the Argo- <laughs> He's going to be on the Argonauts. Him and uh, Johnny Football running the read option. <laughs> Who's stopping that, Don? Um, A I Canadian, know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence and Phillip. Maybe one of the injuries, eh? Um, that'll do it for us. Enjoy the games, everybody. We will see you on Monday on our Instagram at RutzFF, where we are straight flexing with Man Catch Monday. We will see you then for that. The recap episode for week one will drop on Tuesday. We hope uh, to see you all there. Get some waiver wire heroes going into week eight. Gross. We're in the stretch. Yeah, we're we're getting toward that playoff run. Next week is going to be the halfway point of the entire fantasy season. Not just the regular season. It's flying by. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Uh, But we will see you guys. We're on Twitter at RutzFF. A lot of in, a lot of guys up in the air for injuries. You're gonna need to want you're gonna want to follow us. Get our takes on it. Tom's at Hillier FF. Scott's at Wags FF. I'm at Why So Serious. See everybody on Twitter. See everybody on Tuesday. Keep scoring. Hey!